Episode 270, March 2nd, 2017. Jeep beat, not babied. This week on the Jeep Talk Show, a buried Jeep captivates the nation. Jeep sales are down, but there are bright spots for some models. I'll tell you about my new Jeep part, and am I getting rid of some of the purple? And we also remind you how you can win a Jamek in our giveaway. On Wrangler Extreme, Nate fills us in on the Ford 8.8 axle. Tammy shares steering stabilizer problems and grab handle ideas for your JK. We respond to voicemails and read your reviews. Oh, Nikki G is back. It's all happening on episode 270 of the Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Yeah, Chrysler extended its losing streak to six consecutive months in February, falling 10% with only Ram brand pulling out small sales gains for the month. The company said it had about 168,000 sales in February, down 10% from a revised February 2016 tally of about 187,000 under its new sales reporting methodology. Jeep sales continued to decline in February, dropping 15% on a continued sell-down of the now discontinued Jeep Patriot (laughs) and the older style Compass. The redesigned Jeep Compass will replace the two outgoing models, and it has yet to arrive at U.S. dealerships. Cherokee sales continue to slide, dropping 11%. However, a bright spot, three Jeep brand models that recorded sales increases in February. Both the Jeep Grand Cherokees, the brand's volume leader for the month, and the Jeep Renegade posted 11% year-over-year sales increases. In addition, the Jeep Wrangler logged a 2% increase in February. The latest Wrangler, the new 2017 Wrangler Rubicon Recon, debuted at the Chicago Auto Show last month featuring an improved off-road prowess with a stronger front axle, enhanced rock rails, and heavy-duty cast differential covers. Also last month, KBB.com announced at the Chicago Auto Show that the Jeep Wrangler Unlimited earned a five-year cost-to-own award in the mid-size SUV crossover category for a third consecutive year. Way to go, JKs. Woo! (laughs) Another bright spot among the automaker's mass brands, Ram, rising 3.6% as a gain in sales of the Ram pickup line. Offset losses from the Promaster and the Promaster City commercial vans. Dodge had the smallest sales decline among FCA brands in February, falling 6.6%, almost entirely on the sell-down of the discontinued Dodge Dart compact sedan. Sales of the Charger and the Durango fell, while the Challenger and the Journey sales each rose. 
Chrysler brands fell 28% last month on the continued sell-down of the discontinued Chrysler 200 sedan and town and country minivan. The, the 300 sedan edged out a small gain while the automaker sold 9,042 Pacifica minivans. Fiat sales dropped another 19% last month despite a slight gain in sales of the 500 mini car. The company said only 72 Fiat 500L hatchbacks were sold nationwide last month. Among its luxury nameplates, FCA said it sold 412 Alfa Romeo. Oh, Alfa Romeo. Alfa, Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say that. Gulia? Gulia? Sure. Sedans in the month. The car began arriving at dealerships at the very end of December. Meanwhile, Maserati said it had 1,000. 87 U.S. sales in February, a 49% increase. FCA said it ended the month with a little over a half a million unsold vehicles in the inventory, an 83-day supply. Well, folks, last week we brought you a story of a Jeep buried in sand in Massachusetts 40 years ago. This Jeep captured the nation's attention this past weekend. The white Jeep Wagoneer, thank God it wasn't red, I mean black, (laughs) was parked inside a garage on the property. Well, it was finally dug out. Work crews early Friday pulled out the rusted remnants of what John Munsnuff once said once was his family's beach buggy. It was stored in a garage that was long ago buried by shifting sand dunes. Munsnuff said the family was unable to remove the Jeep or dismantled the now-collapsed garage after all these years because of environmental regulations around the dunes. Now, the Jeep was pulled unceremoniously from its long slumber this past Friday by a team of diggers led by a city worker. Workers first removed the shed's front doors. Then it wrapped a chain around the front axle of the Wagoneer. Then attached that chain to the shovel of a front loader. That's the only shovel they used. What? That's the only shovel they used. I know. It was almost like watching an Egyptian tomb being robbed by early (laughs) 20th century treasure hunters. The remains of the Jeep were finally pulled out by an excavator, giving one attendee his first look at the vehicle since he was a small child. Now, this vehicle had gone through a dramatic change after being subjected to decades of oxidation and being crushed by sand and the garage's collapsed roof. Now, this must have been a union job because no one seemed to know how to use a shovel. <laughs> it was a very sad. It is. This it was Jeep horrible Wagoneer, to watch. Yeah, this Jeep Wagoneer was never going to see the road again, but it could have been removed more or less intact had the workers used a little more time than just hooking up the excavator and pulling and stretching it the front of the Jeep. But a few pieces of the vehicle remained surprisingly intact and were salvaged by the current owners of the property, including the hubcaps and the door handles. Now, the grill and dash were also surprisingly in good condition considering the Jeep had been crushed by the weight of the sand and pulled viciously by this front loader. Now, this Jeep story is a rare in that it was claimed by the sands over time rather than a hurricane. So, for Marquee fans, note that Cape Cod currently has one of the highest concentrations of original Wagoneers and Grand Wagoneers anywhere in the world. Oh, that's interesting. 
along with nearby island of Martha's Vineyard. If you're in this area in the summer, seeing more than a dozen Grand Wagoneers a day is assured. This model is practically the Cape's automotive mascot, and mascots do not deserve this sad fate. Okay, folks, big thanks to everyone who helped out submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you've got something you think we should report on or you have a response to any one of our stories, make sure you let us know by sending us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, Tammy, I don't know. Um, uh, I'm, my, my sentiments are about the same of what you were reading there. I, I, I hate the idea that that, I mean, I was a little excited about seeing it pulled out and, you know, seeing what it looked like after 40 years in the sand. Uh, I figured the salt, uh, salt water nearby, et cetera, would probably uh, not have been kind to it. But uh, when I eagerly watched the video of them uh, pulling it out, I was like, did they do anything to it besides hook a couple of chains up to the front of it and just yank it out of there? Yeah. Uh, it was, was. It, it was this very, I mean, I understand that I like Jeeps, you know, got a little time invested in Jeeps, personal ownership, podcast websites. Uh, so maybe I'm just a little more sensitive than most people, but it just, it bothered me seeing that thing just pulled and really pulled apart. Yeah. Ripped from the clutches of the sand. No, and you know, a lot of people, um, everybody was posting that video all over Facebook. And a lot of people, I think, had the same sentiment. Yeah. Because they uh, were commenting how it was sad and did they need to do it that way. I mean, just a little time to get the dirt out of it. I'm assuming that the the, the city, the, the local government, would let, allow them to touch the sand with a shovel. Maybe not, you know, that's, yeah, and if you guys don't remember last week, that's the reason why it was there 40 years is because it was in this special dune as Tammy right. was explaining. The dune system is very important uh, to oh, on the East coast. Well, and you know, hurricanes and erosion and storms, they tear down these dunes all the time. And then the governments just bring in trucks, loads of truckload of sand and they rebuild them and they plant more seagrass so it's not like they couldn't have rebuilt this dune, dig it out, and then put the dune back. Easy peasy. I, I would think so too. But, well, I guess it's not a great loss uh, since there's so many wagoneers running around that area, which actually I find kind of uh, amazing considering the, right. the seawater, so much seawater around there. Right. Uh, I would think they would have rusted up, <laughs> rusted down to nothing by now for uh, all of them, and I was actually surprised that the uh, the Wagoneer was in such good shape. Uh, I don't know if you if you also read while you were researching this story that it had a green interior. Yes, so it I was white with a green interior. Green interior. Uh, now, if it was red and green, it'd be all Christmassy. It would. <laughs> a little tacky. <laughs> black and green would be a bit sick. I guess that would be good for Halloween, right? Black and green would be pretty cool. <laughs> it certainly would be unique. Black and anything. Black and orange would be kind of funky. All right. So you guys are on Facebook, right? Sure. Everyone is. <laughs> now, uh, all I, now post a Facebook Live video telling me, Josh and Tammy, why you must have and can't live without a jammock for your Jeep. Be sure to put at Jeep Talk Show in the comments on your video so we'll see it. Uh, and then like the Jeep Talk Show Facebook page. That's uh, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. That's all you got to do. So me, 
Josh, and Tammy will pick the best Facebook Live video uh, and announce the winner of the Jamic on an upcoming uh, Jeep Talk Show episode. Can't wait? Well, go to uh, Jamic. It's J-A-M-M-O-C-K. So it's like hammock, except it has a J instead of an, uh, an H. So jamic.com to get your Jamic for your Jeep. Who knows? Uh, you might have two. One for the front. Uh, to cover the front seats and one to cover the back seats. So uh, please join us uh, over on Facebook Live and let us know why you just absolutely must have this Jamic. And thanks a lot to Jamic for providing the uh, Jamic to give away. It's a, uh, a hammock for your Jeep. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast at my mom's house. All right, so we've been listening to uh, Extreme Nate, YJ Nate, uh, Nate Squarepants, uh, YJ Squarepants, mm-hmm. uh, tell us about uh, all these axles, these various axles that uh, uh, Jeep has used over the years. And uh, I guess it's not all the axles Jeep has used. And in fact, you'll uh, you'll see something about a, a, a Dana axle I'd never heard of before. Uh, but uh, one of our uh, uh, reviewers uh, had a comment to make about uh, Nate and uh, possibly doing an axle segment for um, gosh, I think it's like a Dana 53 or something. Well, but we'll have to wait for that in the review section. Uh, anyway, we're going to continue with our axle segment. This is not another axle rose or any other kind yeah, of that was uh, a good one. axle name thing. Uh, <laughs> this is about the Ford 8.8, which a lot of people, uh, and I think this is true. I think a lot of people with, uh, TJs that had the Dana 35 go with the Ford uh, 8.8, and probably some Cherokee owners too. Not sure about the YJs. Well, let's see what Nate has to say, especially since he's a YJ owner. Maybe he covers this. Hey Jeepers, it's Nate with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. Continuing on my axle discussions from previous weeks, uh, this week I'm covering the Ford 8.8. So the strengths of the 8.8 is that it's beefier still than the Dana 44. Uh, it's got a larger housing and a larger ring gear. Um got a couple of weaknesses though. The larger housing brings slightly less ground clearance of course because the housing's bigger so you have uh, less clearance beneath the axle. Uh, the, the axle isn't exactly the same width as your standard Jeep Wrangler axles. Uh, from what I'm reading it's between like an inch or maybe a little less than an inch narrower so you could probably make that up with some wheel spacers or maybe you just ride with it. Uh, and the factory differential cover, uh, I've heard a comparison that it's made out of tinfoil. So <laughs> you'd probably want to upgrade that to something a little beefier, which is probably something you were going to do anyway. Uh, it weighs about 200 pounds. Uh, the aftermarket support is decent. This thing has a history in, I mean, the Mustang, the, the Ford F-150, the, the, uh, Ford Explorers and a number of things. Uh, so people are drag racing on these on these axles. So there's you know decent support for them. Uh, they came in as I was saying, uh, Ford Explorers, Ford Rangers, Ford Mustangs, Ford F-150s. Or there may be other applications. From what I'm reading, the 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 donor that you're going to be looking for if you're going to swap these into a Wrangler or even a Cherokee would be a Ford Explorer. And you want to look for something with disc brakes because they did come with a drum version. And, uh, you know, the, of course, the proper gearing, which I believe the Explorer is the only uh, the only model that'll come with disc brakes and the 410s that you're looking for or that you might be looking for anyway. Uh, axle, axle splines, I'm reading between like 28 and 31. I think the Explorer has a 31 spline axle shaft. Is this axle worth upgrading? I mean, considering that 
it never came with your Wrangler. Uh, it'd be something you'd be upgrading to. So obviously, it's a desirable axle. Otherwise, people wouldn't be swapping these things in. Uh, the aftermarket support is adequate. The the base model is already pretty strong. So yeah, absolutely. This is something that if you've got one, you're going to want to use it unless it doesn't suit your needs anymore. Uh, as far as tire size, um, from what I can tell, this is similar to what you might judge for the Dana 44, which I said I believe was from 35s to 37s. So I'm going to stick with the same size for the Ford 8.8. All right, that's it for the 8.8. Hope you guys found this informative. Uh, if you want any more information or if you want to chat more about the 8.8, look me up on the Jeep Talk forums. Thanks for listening. Well, maybe I have to ask Nate about uh, putting the uh, the Ford 8.8 on a YJ. It just kind of dawned on me. I don't know. Uh, uh, the the YJ may have adequate axles, but boy, the I didn't realize that the Ford 8.8 was uh, stronger than the Dana 44, uh, Tammy. That's uh, pretty amazing. Right. Now, when he says Ford 8.8, does that mean it's on the Ford, or is that the name of? Well, it's the manufacturer. Obviously, is Ford because it's a, a Ford. Uh, you know, the Ford right. 8.8. And actually, I think the 8.8 is a, is a measurement. Uh, like the uh, the Chrysler eight and a quarter is eight point or eight inches and a quarter inch. Uh, so those are axles that are on the Ford pickups. Well, yeah, like he was saying, the Explorer, Ford F-150, uh, a couple other ones. So Mustang, I think he said, was one of them. So uh, I know I know that you can get them off the Explorer, and I think it must be, the Explorer must be the desired uh, the desired 8.8 for uh, upgrading to uh, on the Wranglers, uh, the TJs, uh, because uh, that's the one I always hear about is the Ford Explorers. And I'm pretty amazed that, uh, you know, the Ford Explorer, when it came out like in, what was it, like the 90s or something? Yeah, uh, I used to drive them all the time. Okay, yeah. So uh, our I'm, news vehicles. I'm kind of surprised that they uh, they put that beefy an axle on there, but I guess that's what they had laying around. Uh, but that's right. that's a hell of an axle to, uh, to put on a small vehicle like that. Right. Yeah, we drove them all the time as news vehicles. It seems a little small for a news vehicle. I figured they'd have you in a, a van or a, well, a full size SUV. Well, the vans for like when we went live. But just oh, just getting around back and getting to a story. Yeah, just getting around from point to point. That makes sense. Yeah, they seem to be a pretty nice vehicle, uh, but uh, uh, never had one. Uh, The only Fords I ever had was uh, like uh, Ford pickups, F one fifties. I think I had an eighty nine and a ninety four, and I was really impressed. Uh, I think the uh, the eighty nine was the first vehicle I ever owned that I had uh, over a hundred thousand miles on it. Hmm. And I thought that was just amazing. And I've, I've now got uh, over 224,000 on my Jeep. Holy cats. <laughs> That's a lot of miles. Yeah, yeah, it is. I haven't even hit 20,000 yet. Yeah, well, keep up the, those trips to Roush Creek, that three-hour round-trip drive. Yeah. Or six-hour round-trip drive. And yep. uh, that'll, that'll add up really soon. Eat them up. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey folks, the Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, Center Steer podcast, and the Trail Chasers podcast. You know, uh, Dan's been out of pocket for a while, so there's not been any... uh, 
four by four podcast to listen to, but I've been catching up on the center steer podcast and uh, trail chasers. I think I may have mentioned the trail chasers podcast uh, last week. I was listening uh, to uh, Cody do a, a really good interview. Uh, and uh, you know, there's a, there's lots of them out there. He's doing them again. So if you're not, uh, if you haven't listened to the trail chasers podcast, you should uh, it's uh, it's especially if you like interviews because he does a, does a good job uh, with the interviews. So uh, yeah, check out the four by four radio network.com and uh, look up uh, the uh, center steer podcast about Land Rovers and stuff. And if you want to get under John's skin, uh, refer to it as Range Rovers because that yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't like that. No, no. <laughs> hey, now there's even more Jeep talk show to love. It's called the Jeep talk call in show. Uh, Tammy and I take your calls live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Yep, you can call in while listening to the show live. Join us every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time at jeeptalkshow.com. Don't forget to download this extra content each week or subscribe and never miss an episode. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Hey, folks. Um, when I bought my Rubicon, I also got a package deal of six oil changes. So this past Monday, I headed up to Adams Extreme Motorsports for my last oil change. And since my Jeep was going to be up on the lift, I asked the guys to check out my steering. Ever since I had the trail damage last October at the women's wheeling event in Roche Creek, um, my steering seemed to be a little off. When I make turns to the right, especially into parking spots, I wasn't getting the full range of my turn radius. When I would turn to the right, my steering wheel would go a full revolution and then just a quarter. But when I turned to the left, it would go a full revolution and then three quarters. So I remembered that big thud so vividly. When I heard and felt that big clunk on the trail, I just knew I had done some damage. However, at the time, we just thought I twisted up the steering stabilizer bracket. So some of the guys on the trail ride with me helped to take off my steering stabilizer so I could at least finish the trail ride because I couldn't steer. Um, but when we put everything back on, everything seemed to be okay. But for the past couple of months, I've been noticing my steering issues, what I just explained about the turning. Well, on Monday, I found out I did a little bit more damage than just twisting up this bracket. My steering stabilizer was leaking fluid. Now, I wasn't too upset because I planned on replacing it anyways because I wanted it up above the tie rod. And I wasn't expecting to replace it this soon, though, and not by professionals. Um, you know, you learn, that saying you learn by your mistakes, from your mistakes. Well, that little bit of trail damage back in October was a great lesson for me. It helped me to learn just another new little tidbit about my Jeep. The factory steering stabilizer on the Wrangler isn't built for off-road conditions or oversized tires. First off, they're ridiculously small. And they have a really thin gauge body that caves easily under the slightest pressure, which I can personally attest to. And they are notorious for leaking. Well, that's exactly what happened to mine. That big thud on the rock caused some body damage to my stabilizer, which in turn caused a small leak, which caused my steering problems. 
Now, the leak wasn't something you would notice, like there wasn't a big pile of liquid on the driveway or on the road. You really wouldn't notice it unless you got up close and really investigated that piston rod. So, a little Jeep Mama tip. If you're still running your OE stabilizer, take off that boot, this boot right here. The original equipment stabilizer also comes with a plastic boot that covers the stabilizer. Now, all this boot does is collect dirt, sand, and salt and traps it, which can cause premature wear on your piston rod. Oh, and by the way, OE stands for original equipment. And your stabilizer is also called a damper. Now, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and a steering damper or steering stabilizer is a damping device designed to inhibit an undesirable uncontrolled movement or oscillation of a vehicle steering mechanism, a phenomenon known in motorcycling as wobble. Hmm. I think maybe they need to add Jeep and death wobble to that. <laughs> okay. So um, when I was on the trail, I we took off my stabilizer and the plastic boot, and I noticed this gouge. This is the gouge. I don't know if I'm putting it right into the camera here, but if you can see it, it's a dent. And this is a similar dent that was in my stabilizer, which caused the leak. So anyway, that's how hard I hit that rock. Anyway, okay, so back to the Jeep on the lift. They brought me back. They had me look at um, the stabilizer, and since they already took it off, and they happen to have an aftermarket one in stock, I said, why not? I plan on putting one on anyways. So we put on the JKS Manufacturing Steering Stabilizer. It's a direct replacement steering stabilizer that outperforms the original equipment damper in every aspect. This heavy gauge steel body is considerably larger, allowing for greater fluid capacity, while the increased shaft and piston side provide improved damping performance. It has a tight fluid containment seal that uses a higher quality materials and a better design to help prevent oil loss regardless of the mounting position. And the superior polyurethane bushings at each end lasts longer and reduce loss of motion. Now, if you head over to my blog at jeepmamamma.com, you can see my post from today, and it has some pictures of my new stabilizer, which it's like bright white right now. It's not going to last too long. Um, you'll notice it sits up higher, and it snuggles right behind the tie rod. Now, the, my stock stabilizer hung down below my tie rod, which that was the exact reason I wanted a new one. And I didn't realize that the stock stabilizer just wasn't as tough as you would get in an aftermarket one. So to move it out of the way and to help protect it while I was off-roading, that's why I wanted to replace it. But now I get the little bonus of a beefier stabilizer. And if you guys would like to add anything to my Wrangler talk or what I've just said tonight, we would love to hear from you. And there are so many ways you can do that. You can email us at info at jeeptalkshow.com. You can leave us a voicemail on our Jeep Talk Show website. You just go over to our jeeptalkshow.com website and on the right-hand side of the screen, you click that little button, leave voicemail. Or you can go over to our mobile-friendly site, jeeptalkform.com. 
And this is a form we created just for you. It's not your typical Jeep form. There's no flaming or telling you to go to Google to do your search. There are no dumb questions. And you can also find out more about all of the stories and information we share with you here on the Jeep Talk Show. And you can interact with us. That's jeeptalkform.com. Hope to see you there. So, Tammy, I couldn't help but uh, hear what you were saying about the uh, steering stabilizer uh, being white. Now, it's, it's really not going to stay that way very long. Uh, all the road, road, road oil and all the crap coming off of other vehicles and, and whatnot, certainly understand that. Would it have killed you to paint it purple? Well, I, I couldn't have just, I guess I could have said, hey, just put my old one back on and, you know, I'll take the new one home and paint it purple. And I, was, so, but, I was under the impression that you carry around cans of purple paint uh, with huh. you at all times. Yeah, I sh- you know, I should. <laughs> no, I should. Another lesson learned. I have 11 cans of it. I'm, I'm saying you got a case there. So oh. I figured, you know, you, you never know when you're going to have a purple emergency. So uh, I just assumed. I you figured you had one of those Amazon uh, uh, holsters for yeah. cans. Although I think it's the, the people getting that do the huffing that uh, actually use those things the most. But, you know, you could use it legitimately. Right. I could get yep, a belt with little. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to help you with your purple. Yeah, instead of mace. Use my spray paint. And then you could just tell the, the police that it, it's like when the, the, the loot explodes with the paint dye, you know, from the bank yeah. robberies. You could right. uh, just tell them that, uh, officer, they'll be purple. I could be a superhero. <laughs> Save people's lives. Oh, I can see you working on the outfit tonight yeah. for, the, oh, no. for, for next week's show. Yeah, that'd be kind of scary. <laughs> and only, only having to explain it to the family. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Give us a call at 530-675-4102 and let us know how, where and how you listen to the Jeep Talk Show. I was just thinking, should I should I tell them about the uh, doesn't have to be true type thing, Tammy? I, I like the yeah. idea of somebody coming up with this, just make this, it up. this creative, uh, the, what they're doing. You know, I don't know why Nikki G hasn't called one of these things in yet. He's very creative about uh, the, 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 the tales that he tells. So anyway, uh, let's get over to our reviews and see what kind of uh, tales that uh, our reviews will tell. Well, our first one is from Facebook. It's a five-star review by Bryce McNabb. I've been listening for a while and love the show. I mostly love the friendly competition of the red versus black Jeep. First of all, I'm going to correct that. It's not friendly. <laughs> oh, I thought I you were going to say it's not red versus black. It's black versus red. See? Well, you- they save the best for last, Tony. <laughs> I have a 1959 Jeep FC 170, and she was cherry <clears throat> when she was red. built. He said red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm keeping her that way. P.S. I love Nate to do an axle short on the Dana 53, the rear axle of my FC 170. Yeah, man, I, I'm sure there's lots of axles I haven't heard before. I'm surprised that uh, uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ hasn't told us about every axle every may, ever made for a Jeep and, and where they came from and what the metallurgy was. <laughs> he could start, he could just start a, um, a little 
um, thread on the, the forum. That's true. That's very true. But yeah, um, you know, uh, I sent him a uh, a video that I had seen. Uh, Jeep uh, FCA Jeep actually went out and purchased a FC one fifty, not the one seventy, but the one fifty. And in the video, and I think I'm remembering this right. It's been a while since I saw it. They took this uh, forward control. Uh, I guess you could kind of call it a truck. I, maybe you just call it a forward control vehicle. And uh, anyway, they they did away with everything that was on the frame, the drivetrain, all of it. They did away with all that and replaced it with a TJ frame and powertrain. So basically, they just took the body and the the cab and then the uh, the bed off of the FC one fifty and put it on the TJ frame. So it has the four point uh, I can't remember if it's a standard. It probably is a standard transmission. So basically, they're driving around a, a, a TJ with the, the forward control uh, cab and uh, uh, bed, which was really cool because it's a more modern, uh, right. a more modern uh, uh, drivetrain. So um, anyway, I sent him in that video in the in the comment, and uh, that's where he came back with the. Uh, he responded with the. Uh, the short on the Dana 53. So if you guys haven't seen that, uh, I, th- I think what I did is just did a search for FC 150 uh, Jeep Moab. And uh, it's a really cool, uh, it's, it's maybe 30 minutes, a 30 minute video and it shows them driving around. I don't know. Uh, they even make comments about when they're going, uh, I think going up or down. Anyway, you'll have to watch the video, but that forward control cab sitting so forward, uh, so far forward Going through the obstacles, mild obstacles, mind you, in Moab, it was a bit unnerving for them. I think it helps you whenever you have a nose hanging out there because you don't think you're right there on the edge getting ready to go over right. or, you know, or flip over. <laughs> so, but I'd love to have one of those things. Uh, I wonder like, how difficult that is to do. I, th- I think it really all has to do with uh, making sure you've got equal weight distribution so that the back mm-hmm. end doesn't come up uh, like if you're going down a, a steep obstacle. And then at that, at that point, I think it would drive just like any other Jeep. I think it's just the mental thing of being uh, forward of the engine and, you know, really close to the edge and not having that, that buffer zone. Even though it, it doesn't matter, you're going to roll, roll over one way or another, uh, that buffer zone is not going to help you, but it's just the mental aspect of it. At least that's my theory. But uh, Bryce, thanks a lot for uh, giving us that review. And uh, if you guys would like to give us a review, uh, we can take them on uh, iTunes, of course. Uh, we watch Twitter uh, for those. Uh, we are Jeep Talk Show on Twitter. And, of course, Facebook. Just facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show is our page. And uh, just go over there and you'll see the reviews. And, of course, we love interacting with you guys there on Facebook. So post up and uh, whatnot. And uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we look for those reviews all over the place. And, of course, the uh, interesting comments. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you ought to keep that rig at the mall. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you've got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them in with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a deck of big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. I was listening to a uh, podcast recently, and uh, the uh, the guest on the podcast every so often their dog would start barking. So I think oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna redo that promo and put a dog put a the dog, dog barking. barking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> hey folks, we love hearing from all of you. So be sure and call our voicemail line at five three zero. 
675-4102. Or you can jump over to our website at jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a message. Just click on that little leave voicemail button on the right-hand side of the screen. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. Hey, it's Joliet Johnny. I uh, just got done rebuilding the alternator on my 99XJ. It was actually harder to get it out and put it back in <laughs> than it was to rebuild it. Rebuild kit was like 8 bucks off eBay. I just replaced the brushes. The bearings were fine. Uh one thing I did notice when I was in there was uh, <clears throat> my AC fan got eaten by the engine and my power steering pump is uh, leaking from its seal. So you know how Jeeps are. You go to fix one thing, you find two to three others. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the third is, but I'm sure it's there. I, I just wasn't looking hard enough. I know there's a upgrade with uh, maybe... WJ for the power steering pump. It could be the ZJ. Not sure. Mm. Uh, internet was kind of confusing on this one. Maybe you guys know something. All right. Keep going with the show. Love it. Keeps getting better. Bye. Thank you very much. You know, um, I actually was asking uh, something on xjtalk.com because I was thinking about upgrading my steering box to a Durango steering box. And uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ, we talk about him quite often, had commented to me that I should think about upgrading the uh, power steering pump as well. And damn it, I can't remember what what, what he told me, which one it was. Maybe we can uh, talk him into uh, posting that up on a Jeep uh, Talk Forum or uh, maybe even recording a, a segment for us to uh, tell us uh, about uh, upgrading the, uh, uh, the, the steering unit and the power steering uh, pump. So uh, give that uh, that that little little more oomph. You know, I just can't help but wonder though. Um, whenever you start beefing those things up, what else along the chain gets the, the weak spot? You know, because right. the weak spots always move. It, it's like you really can't do enough. You can't get rid of all the weak spots. Oh, I guess you can. You just replace the Jeep with a, a, a modern day military tank, which I'm sure <laughs> they have. <laughs> I'm sure they have weak spots as well, but uh, probably a lot fewer than what our uh, our Jeeps do. Uh, but anyway, maybe we'll hear from uh, from Steve on that. And, of course, we can always look it up ourselves, but I like hearing from Steve. It's always easier when you go ask uh, Dad, right? right? Dad, how do you spell that word? Right. Look it up. Oh, You know, speaking of tanks, my 11-year-old is fascinated with tanks, and he's been watching all these tank things on YouTube, and he's now saving his money to buy a $16,000 tank. So he can drive it when he's a teenager. There is, uh, I think it, I, I, it was a Facebook post, so it's got to be true, uh, about a place, and I think it's in Texas, where you can go. It's the only place, I think, uh, in the United States. I was going to say the world, but I, I bet you there's some places in the world you can drive tanks. Uh, but the, the only place in uh, the United States where you can drive a operational military tank. Huh. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, check that out because uh, it. Uh, I, I don't know how uh, it might be good to to drive one before you buy one and test it out. Yeah, well, and just ask a few questions about how much show, how much work you have to do on them, mm-hmm. uh, how much fuel they take because I think we're talking like three miles to the gallon. That so, would not be a good money 
Not something you want to do. No. Would, would want for a daily driver Good for your I'm pocketbook. Thinking. No, you know, um, be great for traffic. Johnny, jo- <laughs> Johnny Juliet also mentioned about it was easier. It was hard to take out. Yes. Then to put it back in, I seem to find that with everything that I replace on my Jeep, <laughs> it's harder to take out, like take off the the stock bumper, the stock rear bumper. It seems like that's the harder part than putting on the new parts. Well, um, you learn when you're doing, you're having to slow down and look and figure out the first time that you're taking something off. The next time you take it off, you put it off because you don't want to mess with it. <laughs> remembering all the stuff you went through right but it is faster and easier the second time that you do it so um with with the the 99 and of course the 98 cherokee uh the uh the alternator is is down low so it's it's below the air conditioning unit it's not that hard to get to if it wasn't down low like that but the really hard part is trying to get it out you have to wiggle it around and rotate it after you have it ac- actually out of the bracket. You have to rotate it around and find just the right oh, spot. Like and a I, puzzle piece. I mean, it is tight. And then once you've gotten that right spot, it slides right out. And then you got to remember what position it was to slide the new one in. <laughs> so uh, it probably would go better if you actually removed uh, the bolt on the uh, passenger side um, motor mount. And lifted the engine. But that's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah I was say. Yikes. That's a lot of work. So, I mean, there's other things you can do. Uh, you could take the fan out and uh, take the radiator out, uh, the shroud and all that stuff. And uh, and then I think you could probably bring it straight up. But, uh, you know, I, I think I'm the world's worst at working two hours uh, to, just to make, just, just to prove that I can do it without taking all that crap off. Right, right. Where it would have taken about an extra 30 minutes to take all the crap off and put it back on. But damn it, I'm going to do it my way. Hey, we'd love for you guys to jump over to our site, uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash survey, and take our survey. There's no personal information there. I think they asked for our email address, but uh, we're not going to be sending you any emails. I don't think anybody's going to send you any emails. Maybe they do that to validate that it's an actual honest-to-goodness person. I don't know. Uh, but uh, that's that's all the only personal information that's asked over there. Um, well, identifiable personal information uh they just uh on that survey it, it asks for um bra size uh pin code uh oh. mother's maiden name but other than that completely you know erroneous no it's really anonymous information outside your email so just take some time go over there to jeeptalkshow.com and slash survey and take our survey hey folks um i know i was kind of down on on this part of the show for a while, but I'm over it. You're just too sensitive, Tammy. I know I am. I'm very overly sensitive. Um, I just want everyone to be nice to me. Of course. Um, (laughs) Something we look forward to each and every week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. Even Tammy looks forward now? I'm, I'm over it. You're working on it. Okay, I like that. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, if you listen to the show Thursday, you might have noticed that I wasn't there, and uh, neither was Josh, and I just want to put to rest any rumors that might be (laughs) floating around out there. Yes, me and Josh were hanging out together, and uh, I know what you're thinking. 
They can't go yeah, back to I have Walmart. No now. idea why it's called a fly swatter and not a splatula. But that's way off oh, topic. Oh, I get it now. Uh, me and Josh were at the Sizzler. It was all you could eat buffalo wings, and we, which surprisingly enough tasted a lot like chicken. Mm-hmm. And uh, who ate the most wings? Uh, you'll have to tune in next week's show to find out. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to give a nice quick shout out to XJ Nate or YJ Nate or Extreme Nate. See, it's good for you. Nate of many names. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really enjoyed your Axel Rose segment. It had me giggling all day more than usual. And uh, <laughs> people were starting to look at me funnier. Funnier. Yeah. More than usual. <laughs> and, uh, but I think we should settle on just one name for Nate. And uh, to do that, I think we should have a Name the Nate contest where you just submit your favorite Nate name. <laughs> I don't know who we can get to judge for that. But anywho, that's what I got. All right, boys and girls, I'll uh, chat you later. And you have a good one. Bye. I vote for Chicken Wing. Oh, I thought he was going to give us his name, what he thought the name would be. No, he doesn't want to spoil it. He wants people to come up with their own, so... He's probably got one working. He's, you know, three three uh, episodes from now, he'll tell us what his uh, his name for uh, for Nate would be, Axel huh. Nate or something like that. I don't know. Axel Nate. <laughs> Rose Nate Rose. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, if you guys didn't hear that Axel Rose uh, segment last oh, week, it was it was funny. really funny. Uh, Nikki G had called in and was uh, uh, pontificating about the various Axels, and he mentioned there was an Axel uh, called Axel Rose. Uh, that uh, he was interested in hearing about. So, uh, <laughs> so, so Nate uh, uh, obliged that request and did an Axel Rose uh, uh, Axel segment for us. So just go back last week to episode uh, 269. And, it was really uh, good. Yeah, listen to that. It's a really it's, good uh, job. Very, very well thought, thought through. Uh, and uh, it, was, uh, it was fun to listen to. All right. Well, Tammy, let's, uh, let's get over to our uh, once every three weeks, I think, segment, yep. uh, the uh, must-have stuff for your Jeep. And um, I picked two things that, and I'm sorry I'm leaving out all the other Jeep models, but these are must, I don't think you could put these in the other models. I don't know. But these are must-have grab handles for your Wrangler. There are a couple options. And if you go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, you can buy these on Amazon and the Jeep Talk Show gets a little bit of, um, Amazon gives us a little bit of the money. The price doesn't go up, Mm -hmm. but we get a little bit of the money. But you can find these EK Motorsports grab handles. They're one and three quarter inches. Um, Let's do 1.75 for the search. Yes. The thing is, there's only two colors. Say that it. You can Say get it. On, I know. <laughs> you can get on Amazon. And it's red <laughs> and black. There's only... <laughs> anyway, on Amazon, they're 3738. These are rubber grips with ni- durable nylon webbing. These are the kind I have, not the red ones. They come with rubber padding to provide a no-slip grip connection to the roll bars. And I have them right up on the roll bars um, on the driver's side and the passenger's side. You could get a pair for the, if you have um, kids in the back. You didn't do them for both sides, driver and passenger? 
I have them on driver and passenger because I have front a lot rear? of friends. Huh? Front and rear? Um, just just the front. Oh, so you got to get them back in the rear too. I, I mean, yeah, well, I, well, no even, even, we don't even back. have a door. We only have four doors on the TJ and I've got them front and back, you know, yeah. for the passengers. Um, They're sold in pairs and I have a pair of these, like I said, but they're not in that dreaded color that I just mentioned. Um, I got them in another color, purple, and no, I didn't paint them purple. You can buy them in purple, actually. Not these. It's, not the EK it, Motorsports, though. They only yes, come in those two colors. Oh, okay. I thought you said no, they only, they came only in come black. in two colors on Amazon. Oh, I see. And they're thirty-seven, thirty-eight on Amazon. But if you want other colors, there's many other colors. You can go to their website. However, they're more money oh. on their website. Oh, they're yeah, that makes sense. Right. For the other colors. Um, but anyway, that's where I got my purple ones. And purple, anything is really hard to find unless you paint it yourself. Yeah, so anyway, that was one must have. So as I'm searching around. Hey, before you jumped over to the next one, I just want to mention real quick, uh, you know, uh, we're doing that Jamic giveaway. And I was listening to a uh, an interview and it was actually kind of old because uh, I've been catching up on the, the podcast. I was listening to uh, uh, the uh, Trail Chasers podcast doing an interview with James from Jamic, and he announced that they are going to be coming out with some grab handles. So they're oh. adding to their product line. And uh, I think that I saw, I was, I was looking for a, a logo or something for, for another thing that, uh, for a graphic we're doing for the giveaway. Uh, and I believe that the grab handles are now available. So go over to jamic.com and check out the grab handles over there as well. Very cool. Yep. Okay, so as I'm searching around for the, the must-have cool Jeep stuff, um, I found another set of grab handles, and these are the grab bars. And they actually, these work for the Jeep Wranglers from the 2000 to present. They're $27.90 on Amazon Prime, and they normally sell for $88. This is a huge good deal. And these go on the A-pillar on the inside of your Jeep. Oh, There's okay. no drilling, no dismantling anything. It just bolts right into the existing um, original equipment holes on that pillar and installs within minutes. They're, they're not made of nylon or anything. They're the, um, the metal, I guess, the steel. Um, but they're right there. Um, you think that's I, something that you, would that you would use? I would think holding on to the steering wheel is, is all you really need as a driver. Um, no, I, I grab lots of different things <laughs> when I'm off roading. Any, anything and everything. <laughs> I, I hold on to the, um, the center console a lot. Oh, you're going to break that. Oh, I know I am. I, especially when I'm off, off camber. Mm -hmm. Um, well, this might be so perfect for you then. I, I would definitely use them. Anyway, it was such a great deal. You're saving like 60 bucks. I bought a pair myself tonight, so I'll okay. let you guys know how that works out. Yeah, uh, installation and uh, use, especially the use of it, will be very interesting to hear. Right. So uh, are these something you can paint? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> See, I'm so painting them. See, I like that. You're thin-skinned, uh, and it happens to be purple thin-skinned, but... You're yeah. thin-skinned, but when you hear a great idea, you just go right by the dig and go, oh, that's a great idea. See? That's right. great. That's the way you should look at it. <laughs> yeah, if you guys don't have any grab handles on your Jeep, you uh, you should get them. Actually, I wish somebody would come out with uh, some for the Cherokee. You know, they, they have the factory ones in there. 
Uh, but they don't look very jeepy. They look like uh, soccer mom grab handles. And I don't mean that adversely, but no. <laughs> I mean the actual, like it's a, a soccer mom uh, vehicle. Uh, when you, when you get your, when you get, um, get your new Wrangler, it comes with little grab handles and it also comes with, um, like something where you can hang your dry cleaning on mm-hmm. very weird, but they're really kind of cheesy and chintzy. That's, I that's, mean, that's what I'm thinking. Cause that's the yeah. same thing with the Cherokee it has a little additional little slide thing where you can hang your, your dry cleaning on it. That's the one in the back. But, uh, so, I mean, they're substantial. You can hold on to them. My wife often does on straight flat level surfaces uh-huh. <laughs> when I'm driving, but, uh, uh, but it's only, uh, it's only on the passenger side and then on the, uh, the, the rear, uh, two doors, you know, next to the rear two doors. There's right. not one for the driver's side, which is probably good because I'd be hitting my head on it all the time. Well, good stuff, Tammy. Uh, we got anything for uh, camp? Uh, for camp? Yes. I have fireside a camp. Oh, yes. This camp. Fireside background. Oh, uh, that's Too the thing exciting. that was confusing me. I was reading the the direction of uh, what thing to play. This is camp right. fireside chat. Where? Why don't we have camp fireside chat anywhere in there? See, I'm, I'm just like a monkey reading stuff, and uh, it's not there, and I, I get confused. Anyway, Tammy, what do you got going on? First of all, just right before the show, I was checking out my Facebook page, and there's this um, Jeep blog that said, Seven Things You Know You're a Jeep Girl, and it's jeeping.xyz. Go over there and check out number five. It's me. It's a picture of me on their blog. I thought that was kind of cool. What is anyway, it again? What was it again? Jeep what? Jeeping, J-E-E-P-I-N-G uh-huh. dot X-Y-Z. Oh, they can't even afford a dot com. That's, uh, I'm sorry. I, that's, that's great for you, though. Right. <laughs> um, and so then in the mail today, I'm gonna, this is going to be really hard for me to decide what to do. Um, what are they called again? Well, Tammy, you know, you're under the low-maintenance gal. You're I, number I five on the list. I am low-maintenance gal. If you, had, um, if you had had a red shirt on, I think you'd have been higher on the list. Um, under the sun <laughs> inserts. Remember those guys? Yeah. Oh, did that come in? So, yes. Let me um, see. I didn't see. I was watching. I was looking at the website. Hold it no, up again. I haven't, I haven't put it up yet. Oh, so, okay. I contacted them and asked them if I could put them on my on my blog. I have a Jeep's link page, and I was going to do a blog post on them um, because I was going to I was considering maybe using their product in my Jeep, but I'm kind of torn because that means I would have to take out my purple grill inserts. I'm going to get off my chair here for a second so I can hold this up. But he sent me. Sorry. Excuse me. Um. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I did not fart in my I don't know spell. if you can see this too good. Can you see it very good? Yeah. Anyway. If it was green, we wouldn't be able to. <laughs> right. It's, it, it's a purple American flag. The stars are purple and the stripes are black and purple. Um, so I'm going to carefully, I'm going to do before and after. I'm going to carefully take off my... Um, Rugged Ridge grill inserts, the purple ones. They just pop in, right? Yeah, but somebody told me you have to be really careful taking them off because you could break them. So uh, they probably have a little plastic clip things on the side or something. If you get a little yeah. screwdriver in there, you'll be able to, uh, you know, gently, you know, 
pull those things out, push it back a little bit, do the ones to the other side, assuming there's only two, there may be more, and this just do that to each one of the little clips, moving it back just a just a hair so it'll stay unclipped, and then you should get it be able to get it right out of there. I think if you start trying to uh, muscle or uh, muscle it or get your, your husband out there, just yank that thing oh, yeah. out. Yank He's it out. Got, he'll it. get the hammer out. Yeah. That is, um, <laughs> but I'm a little torn. Um, Why do you have like to take it, them off? Uh, huh? Why do you have to take them off? I thought more well, purple was think, more better. I don't think you would. If I put both the flag and the grill inserts in, I don't think you would see the flag as much because they cover. They um, I'll have they to take another look at it then. Cause that's, yeah, they that's, take up some of the space in the side, the slot. Um, well, you know, not as wide. you're going to have to pull that uh, that uh, header off there anyway. The nose, you're going to have to pull it back. Not off, but you're going to have to pull it back anyway, if, if I remember the installation video correctly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just stick it in there and I'll, see how I'll, it looks. Yeah, I'll do like before and after with and without the inserts. And actually... Um, I showed it to my 17-year-old son, and he's like, cool. Uh-oh. I think he likes the flag a lot better. So that could be a downside, because he might start. Mm-hmm. That's what Jeep. I was thinking. Hey, Mom, can I drive the Jeep? Yeah. And then you get really excited, and then you get worried. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to get rid of my purple girl slots. But well, you don't have to get rid of it. You can... Uh, you can make, I, just, I mean, a lot of women, not, not necessarily you, but a lot of women have uh, more than one pair of shoes. I, I know it's yeah. confusing yeah. to me, but they do. And you could, could uh, be, it could be for the seasons, the uh, different seasons. That's what I'm thinking. You know, uh, maybe the, uh, the, uh, the flag is good for right around July and uh, right before the 4th of July. Right. And then you run it for a few months and uh, then, uh, you know, maybe you switch back to the, the purple inserts. But I, I'm going to put it in. Do a little review. Let folks know how easy it is or hard. I'm sure it's really easy. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, maybe do a little poll. Get people, what do you think? So is there an image that you, uh, I don't know what kind of discussion you guys had, and, and I know they were doing this out of the goodness of their heart, doing the purple thing for you, and you're not going, well, you know what I'd really like to have? You don't want to be doing that type of thing. But was, right. there, was there any kind of image? Because they can do any image oh, that, yeah, you, that you like. Was there anything that uh, that came to mind that you might have wanted on there, including, I mean, I mean, have the one for the flag, but maybe something else? Right. You know, nothing really struck my fancy. Purple teeth. I think, you know, the, right. the fangs and stuff all the way around. Right. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, he, he just suggested, he said the purple flag would look really good. So, and I know they have, um, they do the flag with the blue line, you know, the thin blue line. Right, for the police support um, yeah and i thought oh i'll try the flag um and i don't know what what else would look good with purple it had to have been purple uh barney uh i know that that's kind of old that but, is uh, not purple it <laughs> is not that's a uh, magenta i love you you love me uh police <laughs> no. came and arrested me uh, yeah uh so uh what else is purple uh not I the smurfs done a flower but not really a flower. I guess a purple cow. Smurf is uh, when they run out of oxygen. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, a flower. Uh, I'm thinking a, a purple Jeep Talk Show logo, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think you would uh, be able to see uh, critical parts of it uh, behind no. the grill. But, and that's uh, the other thing, too. You have to have something 
a large picture. Work. Yeah. I know they, I've seen on their website, um, they have like the American Eagle. They have camouflage. I guess I could have done purple camouflage, maybe. I think, uh, yeah, the American flag's pretty cool. I mean, right. all in all. Um, it uh, shows the patriotism. It's one of those things that's very recognizable. So people right. don't have to wonder, you know, what it right. is. They just have to uh, um, not, uh, what am I trying to say, judge you because it's not proper colors. It's purple. Right. It's not red, white, and blue. How dare you? I know. I'm sure I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Someone will say something. You're, you'll be violating some Maryland law. Actually, the Maryland law will probably be that you're displaying an American flag, not what color it is. Uh, and don't don't forget, Tammy. Put it right side up. Don't put it upside down because that means oh, something. Yeah. Or the <laughs> oh god. I guess it can only go one way because you have to display the flag. The the um the stars have to be on a certain side. Well, you know, I thought so too, and I remember seeing on the uh, the, the arm patches of the military that uh you, they had you know you put them on on the, both arms I think because they come in uh, what I would call like the way you held yours up stars on the on the left but they also come in stars on the right the patches so i don't know i don't know the full huh. details on that uh, it always looked right. wrong to me though because you always see the the flag with the stars on the left right i know in boy scouts that's one of the things that they teach them on how to properly hang a flag on a wall how to hoist it up on the flagpole you know and i've gone over that with them hundreds of times i don't remember you know i remember uh, when i was in the boy scouts I actually uh, reported a person that didn't take their flag down ever in the neighborhood. Oh. <laughs> Any two shoes? I would. It, the flag was looking really sad, and how dare they? The, you know, I knew from the Boy Scouts, you're not supposed to have the flag oh, up yeah. overnight. It was wet. It was, uh, they, they never took lit. it down. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, but this one wasn't. There was no lighting for it. It was just at, at a residence. They had a really nice flagpole and everything in the yard. It just... They just never took the flag down. I mean, get your ass out there and uh, pull the pull the pulley. How hard is it? So well, I know uh, at my son's school, they had it where one of the grommets on the bottom had worn so bad that it was just flopping with one on the top. And I'm like, geez. get them a new flag. You know, I bought a flag recently. I got it over here on the wall. Uh, the idea, I wanted to actually get a little mount for the back of the Jeep. And, you know, during like 4th of July or uh, certain events i wanted to be able to display the flag and uh i i went online and looked for one and it was, it was like you know less than 20 bucks for a huge flag so i mean if you get the cotton ones the the high quality ones they do cost more but uh just for a a, a nice large american flag that looks good that certainly would uh, look good on the back of your jeep um flapping in the breeze uh it they're not that expensive so uh, i don't hold much uh much uh uh, sadness for anybody that doesn't can't go spend 20 bucks for a, a decent looking flag right all right well uh, i actually have uh, some uh, sad news to report <laughs> I'm, uh -oh. I'm gonna have to work on my jeep i'm gonna oh, no. i'm going to try to put it off as long as i can this weekend which probably means sunday around six o'clock i'll start working on it god i hope not i hope i get to this thing on set early saturday morning but uh i know how i am uh but uh, and especially this um I'm going to replace the uh, exhaust manifold uh, on my Jeep because it is cracked again. Uh, the original factory one uh, cracked on me, and you could hear that uh, reminiscent while you're driving around. And it just makes the Jeep sound bad and just embarrasses me for the Jeep. It's not a good red Jeep sound. A red Jeep sound should be nice, you know, 
thunderous uh, exhaust that uh, has a deep roar to it, and some of this this tinny uh, little noises that you would expect from a other color Jeep. And uh, excuse me. So <laughs> I didn't say black. Them fighting words. I said other color. <laughs> um, That's right. Black isn't a color. I'll fight you. You know, you get the first two slaps free. Uh, pull your hair. <laughs> oh, kinky. Um, oh so anyway, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I didn't say it. You just did. You know, not me. I'm not. I'm not taking ownership of that one. That's not a Henway joke at all. Yeah, so really. uh, the the hardest part about replacing the the exhaust manifold is getting to the bolts because there's a bunch of there's a set of bolts on top of the intake manifold, mm-hmm. and there's a set of bolts on the bottom for the uh, exhaust manifold, and uh, you have to put the intake and the exhaust on together. So oh. they, they actually, you know, those bolts hold both the intake and the exhaust. So you don't remove just the exhaust manifold. You have to re- remove the intake as well. And it's, it, you know, there's not that many bolts. It's not that hard, hard to get to them. It's, uh, I mean, it is hard to get to, to, to about three of them on the bottom. And it just takes forever. And you got nothing to do except uh, cuss at those bolts because you <laughs> can't. I mean, you have to use an extension that's a couple of feet long, and eh, maybe not a couple of feet, a foot and a half long. And you can well imagine that if you're trying to get that socket on the end of the bolt that's that far away, and, and it can't be, and some of them can't be a straight oh, that shot. Would drive me nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. it. It's not that difficult to do. It's just time consuming because you have to get to those bolts. But it will be so nice Monday when I go to work not having to listen to that noise. And, okay, uh, should we make bets, folks? Will Tony get it done this weekend? I guess I guess you. it's possible that I wouldn't do it, but uh, I've got the manifold. I went to Amazon, and uh, I got a, I think it's a Dorman uh, manifold. It was like $125, uh, free shipping. And uh, it comes with a gasket and bolts. Uh, I think it's the bolts that you use uh, to connect the exhaust downpipe to the, uh, to the exhaust manifold. Uh, which actually I may use because I've I've got some this uh, ones that I grabbed in there on, on there now, but I, I'm not using the uh, the gasket that came with the kit. I went ahead and ordered a Felpro gasket, so I spent another 15 bucks uh, for a decent gasket. I want to make sure uh, that whenever I put this thing on, that uh, it doesn't start leaking from where the gasket is. So I figured that the uh, the 15 dollars is uh, is worth it. Boy, a little call. extra money could go a long way. Yeah, you know, because of the time involved. So uh, I'll be doing that this uh, this weekend, and uh, also to uh, got a little a little oil leak, and I'm not sure if it's uh, transmission fluid. I think it's transmission fluid from the line that runs up uh, to the uh, the cooler, uh, the transmission cooler that I have. It used to be the line that ran to the uh, to the radiator, but uh, I didn't see any reason to uh, try trying to heat up the the transmission fluid during the winter time. We, it doesn't get that cold down here. So I've got it on a on a cooler, and I was trying to move remove some of that heat uh, from the engine uh, that was being uh, would be being introduced by the transmission, you know, because of the running hot problem on the on the highway. Right. B- before I found out, it was the damn meter and the gauge. Right. I mean, it wasn't the, really running hot. <laughs> the meter and the sensor. It still runs a little hot, but it's not uh, it's not well like what the what the gauge was telling me. I mean, it was scary hot before. So. But anyway, that's what I got going on uh, this weekend. And uh, if anybody well, would like good to, luck. yeah, if anybody would like to come over, I'll uh, I'll buy you pizza and watch you while you uh, change the <laughs> exhaust manifold. 
There you go. Free <laughs> all, pizza. All the pizza you can eat as long as it's uh, one small pizza. All right, Tammy. Well, that's a show tonight. Hopefully, Josh yep. will be back with us next week. Uh, we're not bring us some wheel and wear. Yep, we're not uh, holding our breath though. Uh, you know, it's cable. He, I, you know, if you have cable out there and if you like it, that's great. I don't know why you people go that direction. Uh, it's really old technology, and uh, I'll be surprised if they even show up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know they say they're getting better but uh, I don't know Tammy uh, we'll you, be there you, anytime between Monday through Friday between 8 and 5 <laughs> yeah what uh, what do you have over there uh, your husband's an IT professional surely you guys don't have uh, cable for internet Um, I don't know what I don't know we have like the fastest <laughs> well, we that, Fios oh Fios. that's good yeah fiber that's uh, yes, yep, 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 that's fiber. good there's nothing wrong with fiber we have whatever we have some business line, so we have like super duper fast. So the way you say it is. is, we have the same internet access, the same internet provider as God. Yes. If God has it, we have to have it too. Right. <laughs> we have a step up from that. Actually. Yeah, fiber. Fiber is, oh no, it's not better than God's, I guarantee you. You know, God loves red, by the way. Uh, you know, the, no. the devil was his favorite. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, did you know that uh, the Jeep Talk Show is an audio podcast? I mean, I know you're watching us on YouTube right now or maybe uh, watching us later on the, the recorded YouTube. But, uh, well, anyway, if you're watching us on YouTube, we want you to know that the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, tuned in, Google Play, or iHeartRadio and never miss an episode. Uh, if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, you can do so by going to the jeeptalkshow.com website and clicking on the PayPal button to subscribe annually. Uh, we, uh, we do this show because we enjoy it, and it's free. No financial support is ever necessary. Hey, folks, did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes? It's true. iTunes is a great free service, and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work. But we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are subs- recommending that all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episode much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and hit the subscribe button and never miss a great, funny, informative podcast. You know, I don't know how much work Apple's actually doing over there. I think they're just uh, soaking up the money. Anyway, uh, we'd like for you guys to join us over the uh, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash jeeptalkshow. You can go over there and subscribe. And you know, for every 100 subscribers, Tammy gets a cookie. It's a purple cookie. Hey. Yeah, see, I got you interested on that one. Hey, you can also join the Jeep Talk Show team. We are looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence on the web. You can be the Jeep Talk Show's social media voice. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. Hey, and real quick before I finish up here, Route 16 says the stars on the sleeve. It is so the stars are always facing forward regardless ah, of the sleeve ah. it is on, left there or right. There we go. Which I is knew that always was... going forward. Yep. Charge. That's right. Okay, that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly, stay on designated trails, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to treadlightly.org.
You see, do you see where it said principles? Principles? Oh, did I say it wrong? No, no. It's just on the oh. show notes. It said principles. Oh. <laughs> anyway, right click and, uh, you know, correct spelling is really easy. Uh, it, you didn't write it, Tammy. I just, just noticed that. I tread lightly. It's also underscored, but uh, that's, uh, that's because it's uh, not a real right. word. One word. Hey, folks, and don't forget, go over to my blog at jeepmamamma.com. I have lots of great stuff, great Jeep links, and lots of fun stuff. Yep, yep, and you can find out more about that little insert that uh, Tammy got on the upcoming blog posts, I'm sure. Um, So uh, I was just telling Tammy before the show, we need to remind you people that uh, we're on Instagram, uh, Jeep Talk Show. We're on uh, the Twitter, uh, at Jeep Talk Show. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Uh, what, where else are we, Tammy? Um, Google Plus. Google Plus. Uh, I Tumblr. I, I haven't been there in a long time. Tumblr, yeah. Also, uh, Jeep Talk Show on Tumblr. Uh, strangely enough, I didn't have to fight anybody for a Jeep Talk Show anywhere. Uh, <laughs> so, we, you, you can find us on most anything except Pinterest. You can find Tammy on Pinterest, I bet. I'm on Pinterest. See, Tammy. The women, the women like the Pinterest. Anyway, yes. you guys have a great Jeep week, and we will see you uh, Tuesday uh, 8 p.m. Central Time uh, for the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, where we're doing a mixture of uh, questions, weekly questions, and guests, where we have a guest interview. And uh, you can actually call in and uh, talk to the guest uh, after the brief interview that we do, if you wish. So uh, we look forward to that, and uh, we should be having another guest coming up pretty soon, Tammy. Let's hope. Yep, yep. All right, see you guys later. Good night.